When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. We're doing really well here, boys. We're getting the show going each week in the off season. Delighted to be joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach, uh, Michael McQuaid here. Lads, um, happy off season week number, I don't even know anymore. Like, we're at the end of March, start of April. Uh, another month down. Yeah, another another month gone. We're into draft month. We've had quite the off season already, and um, there may be more exciting news just on the horizon, Michael. Hello, Stuart. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, um, it's been it's been all positive and it's been all rosy so far in the off season, and uh, you know you don't want to tempt fate by saying it's all going swimmingly just hope you don't wake up to the news that somebody's been arrested um but uh as colin was hinting at and as michael i know you've been very vociferous about on twitter and various social media platforms it seems like this outstanding off season has an opportunity to uh to to enter legendary uh status if if the rumors the very very strong rumors that are coming from from the top um Moving past rumors now into some something approaching possibility, maybe even probability. Yeah, if there's anything to go by. Yeah, this has been this has been quite the few weeks. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and what Stuart is referring to, I guess, is sort of our main mini podcast discussion this week. It we were laughing or sort of talking last week, saying we don't think the Broncos are going to play internationally this year, albeit you know, we couldn't see it happening in London. And of course, <laughs> This week, after we said that, um, Joe Ellis, Nathaniel Hackett, George Payton, all questioned about and all openly, quite frankly, openly talking about the prospect of London, coming from the horse's mouth himself, Mike Cliz, who we need to get on the show soon, boys. I have openly been annoying Mike all week on DMs, um, trying to get more information out of him, and he won't give me it. I'm only joking, Mike. But uh, it's, it's really intriguing because it happens, obviously, lads, this week being the... NFL owners uh, meeting in Florida, and I think the first, um, like the, the day before the first day, it came out that you know Phil Milani from Broncos TV was asking, uh, I think it was Nathaniel Hackett, four, five, six, seven minute conversation, and at the very, very end of the conversation, there was a distinct question on playing internationally and playing in London, and Milani asked Hackett about London and really went into detail on it and Hackett gave a very detailed answer and then the following day uh, Joe Ellis starts talking about it and openly says he wants to play in London uh, and the one thing I will say and there's been a lot of people that have said this lads before we get into this the teams that are in London the Saints and the Packers must play a team in the AFC Jacksonville's agreement 
is separate because they have a separate agreement to Wembley before the international home market agreement. That's my understanding of it. We'll find out if I'm wrong soon. Colm, um, first off, have you booked your flights? And secondly, uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? Because this, you know, it's been a long time. 2010 was the last time. Obviously, we've you know been fortunate to get the games in Denver, but for a lot of people, this is a big moment, especially when you look at the potential of you know Russell Wilson coming to, to Wembley Stadium in October. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time, and 2010 was the year to forget for the Broncos, both in Denver and in London. Uh, it was a team that I think wanted the season to end as quickly as possible. I don't feel that they wanted to be in London at that time. They got in and got out, and there was all the Josh Daniels drama and Spygate and all that stuff. So this is a whole new era, obviously, moving entirely past that. And as you've laid out, you know, the, the rumors are certainly there. You would have to wonder if in-house TV would have asked the question of Nathaniel Hackett if um, it wasn't something that they they really wanted. And they, it wasn't just in relation to international, Michael. It wasn't just in relation to London. It was very specific to Wembley. It was very specific to the Jags. We know Hackett has history with the Jags also. There was also the fact that Joe Ellis didn't just say he wanted it. He said George Payton wants it. He said Russell Wilson wants it. He said Nathaniel Hackett wants it. He used the word bullish four, five, six, seven. I don't know. I lost count at one point. It was certainly word of the day. Um, had it been on Sesame Street, it would have been word of the day. Bullish was what he went for. You would have to think there has to be a strong push. I, I don't think it can be guaranteed um, because I know um, the New York football giants allegedly also want to play internationally and London has been rumored for them. But you would have to wonder if the Broncos are going through a sale process, are they going to want egg on their face by having lobbied so hard to get the game if they didn't feel there was a strong opportunity? Because by bringing in Russell Wilson with the moves that George Payton has made, the Broncos have added, I would say, uh, a nice chunk to the already sizable asking price. I don't think you're going to want to have gone so public in your courtship of playing internationally if it isn't uh, something that is um, a probability. Obviously, sure, the Broncos playing, uh, you know, a big onus on this, on this international expansion. Our friends were down in Mexico this week. I think Bradley Chubb and Steve Atwell were down there as well. But look, um, more closer to home for us and ours flight to London. Uh, the prospect for fans in Ireland and obviously lots of fans in the UK as well in Europe. Uh, very exciting. It is. And yeah, Colin is right. Um, you know, when you use the word bullish repeatedly and... And, and, and also the fact that he's name-checking, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. He's talking about Russell Wilson. Um, and I think what was interesting as well is the last time that Joe Ellis kind of pushed as hard for this for an international game was um, against the Falcons, which by all accounts was going to happen until uh, COVID sort of put, put pay to that. Um, so, I mean, you, you, one of the things, Michael, we were kind of chatting about before we came on air was with the greatest deal of respect to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think I would hope that they will improve over the next few years because I do think Trevor Lawrence is a, is a, is a superb generational type talent QB. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have been, uh, have been a dumpster fire 
um, for the vast majority of their existence. Um, and bar, you know, one or two occasional sort of forays into, into the playoffs. And unfortunately, there has been an element of, of because the Jaguars have been one of the um, unofficial London teams, the games haven't been great. I think now, if you're the NFL, and I'm, there are an awful lot more factors that come into it than this, but you've gone from, you know, uh, the Denver Broncos with either Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or a struggling rookie who was drafted, you know, at nine or 10, who may or may not have developed properly until next year, the year after, to suddenly having Russell Wilson, who's a bona fide um, NFL top 10 quarterback. The Broncos are now a much more attractive proposition. They're a genuine sell. I know, Michael, you were saying that uh, the Bengals are now due to play the Saints in London, or it's looking like that. Again, because the Bengals have developed, um, you know, way ahead of schedule, primarily to do with Joe Burrow, um, the Bengals are a real draw now as well. So suddenly London looks like it could be could be given some really interesting games. I mean, I know, you know, there is the, 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 the train of thought that you should be privileged to have any NFL game in London. I do know what they mean, but also if you're a fan of the game, if you've watched it as long as we have, that sort of argument doesn't really hold up much water I think so I'd like to go and see really good games um, I'd love to go and see the Broncos next year particularly given where we're at now um, from a talent point of view and I think it's you know I, I think if if the, the, the New York Giants or the Denver Broncos are pushing to get a game in London if you're the NFL that's a no brainer you got to pick the Broncos and most of it is to do with the quarterback Um. So this potentially is hugely exciting news. It would be great to go and see the Broncos playing anyway. I said, you know, no, I'm contradicting myself. But to see a Broncos team that really, by all, you know, it really ought to be a playoff team next year or damned close to a playoff team. Um, that's an incredibly attractive proposition. So I think I think everybody wins um, from this regard. I think the NFL will get a, get a really good game um, if Lawrence improves because the Jags have spent money to try and help him to do that. And you've got Russell Wilson, who's always exciting to watch, with plenty of weapons around him. Um, so, look, I, I, I'm not sure when the, when the date is going to be that we find out about this, but there does seem to have been a huge amount of momentum. Um, and I think, you know, we should be thanked because anytime we sort of poo-poo uh, something on this podcast, uh, within a few days it comes to fruition. So we said there's absolutely no chance of us trading for a for a franchise quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere and suddenly you know 48 hours later we have Russell Wilson so last week we said that there's no hope that the Broncos are going to play in Wembley and suddenly this starts to build up so I think we should start talking about perhaps signing Bobby Wagner um <laughs> to play middle linebacker for us and saying that there's absolutely no way whatsoever we can afford to sign Bobby Wagner or and the honey badger with the money that we have left to spend. And they should be both taking photographs now at the podium in the next sort of day or two, if anything, uh, of our past and anything to go. But, but um, all joking aside, this is potentially phenomenal news. And, uh, you know, we'll, we will be there. Uh, we will be there front row center, hopefully. Avec Belzon. Um, yeah, obviously, if, in, in terms of when the game itself for the Jaguars or the Jaguars to our American listeners, uh, it was probably going to be announced. You're looking at the first week in May, I think. It'll be between May the 1st and May the 12th, it seems to be, for the schedule announcement. Um, and it seems as if the NFL are going to hold off until then. They usually announce the games for London on the schedule announcement day early in the morning Denver time, as if you're listening in Colorado. 
at 7 or 8 a.m. Um, I look at the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing and they're playing in the 90,000-seater stadium in London. And I look at their schedule and I find it very difficult to not see the Broncos playing this game because I'm not paying hundreds of pounds to watch Daniel Jones play for the New York Giants. I'm not, I'm sorry. Maybe Dallas at an exception. I understand and Colin is, is bang on what he said. There, there is talk on different, on different media, different podcasts, but Giants have made a push to play. I think the one thing that came up even between when you boys talked there now was there obviously was a lot of talk about Arthur Blank in 2019 saying, or early 2020, pre-pandemic, saying, yeah, we're going to play the Broncos in London. It didn't happen. And then the year after, in terms of last season, the Falcons ended up playing the Jets in Tottenham. Uh, the thing that I find interesting, I wonder how we weren't brought into that conversation last year, Colin, when the Jaguars played the Dolphins, and maybe we are sort of just next on that list to bump up. And from Ellis pushing for that now, it probably gives us that opportunity. But the, the one thing I will say as well, Colm, is it seems as if by looking deep, like, you know, I, I have not to be off, right? But by looking deeper into this, the Jaguars have uh, their stadiums booked out the weekend of the 29th. They have a college game on. History states over the last five years, they usually play in London on those dates, which would mean the games on the 30th of October. Uh, so if anybody wants to pre-book their hotels, free cancellation, uh, I've done it. I've booked the hotel at Wembley, but uh, it's, it's interesting, Colin, because I wonder when Alice started this conversation. I think a lot of fans, especially Colorado-based fans are close to around that area, probably don't want to go to Jacksonville for a second year if you have the opportunity for the, for the team to branch out, go to London, especially this, this week whenever they have come out, the Broncos, and said that their game that they're going to give up, the home game, they want to be in Mexico. Yeah, and look, I, I, I think we should acknowledge there will definitely be some fans that won't be happy about it. We are delighted if it comes to pass, but there are plenty, and I've seen plenty on Broncos Twitter over the past few days, people who are in and around Florida or based on the East Coast, having left Colorado and would love to see the Broncos. So you're never going to make everybody happy. I I think the, the Russell Wilson um, trade changed everything realistically Michael and, and I know Broncos fans won't like it but Kyle Brandt was right in what he said the Broncos didn't move the needle for a couple of years they, we people on this side of the world would not have wanted to see um, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or just another placeholder it wouldn't have filled 90,000 seats at Wembley Stadium Russell Wilson it, that energizes the whole thing. He is, it's the, the palpable sense amongst other fans over here, the Broncos are back. It's it's very evident. So to me, that changed everything. Um, the Giants are, are an enormous franchise, a storied franchise. They have a lot of fans here, but you would have to say if it comes to, you know, putting 90,000 people in a stadium, yeah, I agree. Daniel Jones is not who fans there are, are going to, to want to see. They find themselves now a little bit um, in, in the situation that the Broncos were in, that, you know, they, they're just, it's not exciting. They, the the uh, kind of brand of football, the type of offense we have seen from the Giants over the, the last kind of four or five years is, is not entertaining. So, 
I think, look, they've, they've made big changes this offseason. They are looking to, I suppose, make a push. And but realistically, unless they bring in a franchise QB, they're a year, they're a year away. I think they would maybe like to come back to, to London uh, under um, a, be- a better QB. You don't want to be in the situation that we have seen teams come to, to London um, over the, the years. And some of the games are, you know, instantly for- forgettable. Now, if you're talking about. Russell Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. You're talking about um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers being their first time playing internationally. And you're talking about the the Saints who, you know, just uh, the all of the, the story this year, a new head coach. Uh, I see the Saints brought in yet another uh, QB during the, the week. So I'm really interested to see what exactly they're doing because now they have Jameis, Andy Dalton, and they're they're paying um, a kind of a QB, t- tight end, running back type hybrid uh, situation um, there. So who who knows? But look for for how, how long it's been in the works. I would say we were vaulted back into it when Russell Wilson trade was made. It's obviously something, though, that Joe Ellis and the franchise has wanted for quite some time. We know the commitment to Mexico, right? Um, Bradley Chubb, Steve Atwater, um, and a host of Broncos employees were down there this week. uh, By all accounts, it was a fantastic few days in Mexico. Fans came out in force. Um, So kudos to to Marisol and all the the team involved in putting that together. And it will be great when they get to play in the Azteca and imagine Russell Wilson uh, playing in in the Azteca there but I yeah I I think Russell Wilson was the game changer and it allowed the franchise to go back and say hey we were supposed to go over a couple of years ago now we can make this happen. Stuart's just going on what Colm said say end of potentially end of October it's nice enough isn't it you you maybe get a wee bye week in there as well perfect time for a bye week but uh, are you going to book your hotel this weekend then? Are, are, are you going to tempt fate? Free cancellation? Well, you know, it's, it's a couple of days before my birthday. So, you know, I'm just dropping some hints there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just and, and I, I, I think I have a place that I can stay not too far away. So, it'll be perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what, about half, sort of halfway, a little over halfway through the season. It's a good time for it because you... You do tend to get a little mini buy after that after that international game, don't you, Mick? From what I remember, so um, yeah, you know, it would be that would that would be from a time point of view that would be outstanding. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, I think we're all just gonna. Funnily enough, I think from a Broncos point of view, because we traded away our first first and some of our second round picks, I think you know the draft is of less importance. I don't mean it's of no importance; it's of less importance. But the schedule release now, especially coupled with this um, potential international game in Wembley, this that that's almost become more important to kind of keep an eye on. I don't. I, I know, Mick, you you were saying that they tend to release the London games around the same time, but I would be surprised if something didn't begin to leak. I just I I think that the fact that that you know people as important as Alice. Um, and somebody as important as Mike Cliss to give him his due as well, um, are so um, upbeat and so positive and just, you know, to quote themselves, so bullish about this. I think there, there has to be something significant behind this. I really do. I, I don't think you're going to speak as frankly as that unless you're pretty confident that this thing is going to happen. 
for any fans listening in Europe, obviously this could be the one time the Rog was playing on it for a long time, just depending upon the schedule and the way that it does work. And it's been it's been 12 years, so it does mean a lot to a lot of people over here. And as Colin rightly said as well, it means a lot to people in Colorado as well. And we and we understand, and obviously the US as well, and we understand the different opinions. I, I think it'll be great for the team if it happens. And it, it remains to be seen. I, I, I'd love it to leak out, Stuart. But I think we, we, we haven't got long to wait regardless. I say five weeks tops and we'll know. And look, we'll, uh, I'm sure Stuart will buy everyone the first round in, in London if, if, it does, uh, if it does happen, uh, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Guaranteed. Nailed on. <laughs> um, here, this was like a mini podcast this week. Like, is there anything else you boys want to talk about? Can anybody see Bobby Wagner or, or Honey Badger coming next week? Because here... Like at, at the time we're recording, they're still available. Uh, are we done shopping? Do you think? Do you think George and uh, and Nathaniel are maybe getting their getting their bags packed for hards? Well, we we might be shopping for something even bigger, Michael, because the other thing Joe Ellis talked about this week was that potentially the number one issue for a new owner could be the stadium decision. So, do they stay at? Um, the current um, location and do they look to you know make renovations um, the two to mile high or do they look elsewhere there's a I've been talk and um, there's a proposal about going out towards the the airport um, and having more space and more amenities available there so it's something that um, I, I suppose we're not going to know until the new owner takes over, but that is something that is in discussion, certainly. I think, Michael, um, I'd be surprised if we uh, if we spent any more money. I'm, I, I think you do have to keep a certain amount of money. You know, we do have to sign draft picks and also you do tend to try and keep some cash available during the season. Um, I think as well what usually happens now that things have died down a bit, I think teams a lot of the time wait to see what shakes up in the draft. Um, and and I, I would be surprised if we signed either of those. Two. I mean, I think they're the two best offensive players certainly on the market um, as we speak. So uh, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be um, pleasantly surprised if we were to sign one of those two guys. I know Russell Wilson, in fairness, seems to have been seems to have been pushing for his, his old pal uh, Bobby to, to sign and he would be a tremendous addition as, as would the Honey Badger as well and, and both of them in positions that we probably could use a wee bit of help in uh, but no I, I think you you might uh, you might not see much movement until after the draft because I think we've addressed most of our glaring needs I, I suppose a lot of teams would probably feel the same way as well it, you do tend to get that first wave of intense free agency which has been off the charts this year it's been unlike, I think, anything I think I've seen before. Um, and I think you might see things calming down a little bit now. I'll just go first off on what Colin said. Like, I mean, I think the thing that really stands out for me as a Broncos fan when I visit Denver is how close the stadium is to the city. So while I can understand, especially in the current market in that state, the need for maybe branching out a bit and maybe building towards DIA, okay, fair enough. Um, I do think it would take away a bit from... The, the team's connection to the to the downtown area of the city, but I can understand it needs to be. I mean, they've got a huge car park around there, so I, I don't know. Maybe they could do something there as well. But I do think this stadium was only really built twenty five years ago, tops, right? But the funny thing is, it's moved like like um, everything. Like you know, the way the stadiums are built and the 
and the technology around stadiums now and, and I guess the architecture is has moved on that much that um you know the Broncos stadium now it's it, it's not even in the same league as and look Joella said it as as the new Raiders stadium or SoFi stadium I mean we, we were in SoFi last month and Jesus I mean it's ridiculous it's actually ridiculous like it's nuts so I would love to see an owner come in and build a stadium I'd love to find a way where you know if God forbid they had to knock my lie down that they could build another stadium playing boulder for a year or so I don't really care whatever just get it done like I would like I guess if you're traveling then it wouldn't be too hard to go through or go near DIA I think when you're in the city the thing about Denver is uh, the ball arena and the stadium are so close to downtown that it brings people together in that sense but for example the rapid stadium is in the back arse nowhere and i've been to denver four times and i i haven't went near it because i don't know where i'm going you know so it's a bit different in that sense but uh, i think colin stewart makes some interesting points there about the financial side of it as well in terms of players yeah well the financials are are ultimately where where it's all at look with with george payton involved in all of this then you, know, you never know the way things might go, right? Because the interesting thing about Peyton is nothing leaks uh, before he wants it to, to happen. So let's see, Richard Sherman was tweeting that there will be Bobby Wagner news. So by the time this podcast is up, that that could be out there. Uh, the other, the other, only other thing that really jumped to me this week, just a tiny nugget, was I suppose Noah Fant expressing some frustration at the way in which he was used at the Broncos, which you can understand. Um, Fant is going to be an interesting one to see if he can make the most of his his talent. We know the ability that he has. We've had the opportunity to talk to him a couple of times, Michael. He never he never got went beyond. I think about. 700 yards while he was at the Broncos he he has the potential to to do it but he needs to stay fit for an entire season he is one certainly wish wish him well I thought you know he, he did everything he could as a Bronco but yeah he definitely expressed some um dissatisfaction this week shall we say about how his time in Denver played out yeah and look we, we always know very well the future and I can understand his current thoughts as well wishing very well in Seattle and hope that him and Drew go on to win the NFC and play us in Arizona next year. Um, lads, good crack as always. Hopefully by the time this is out, we have been confirmed for London. Just a disclaimer, we do not work for, or we have no affiliation with Denver Broncos organization, and we do not know what's happened with London, but it seems to be that it may happen. So let's hope it happens. Thanks to everyone listening in. Malhai Report Podcast Network. Uh, thanks to Maha Report again for the continued support. Please give us a subscribe, review, etc. Really appreciate it. Lads, chat these next week. Uh, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.